Suicide Squad killed the Justice League, promised new details in a trailer that just debuted, and the question I have is, what has changed? In a strange turn of events, after debuting lengthy gameplay in 2023, they delayed the game into 2024. Insiders said this was not to make drastic changes to the game, but for polish, which makes sense since it was only a nine-month delay. But now we have new footage and new commentary from the developers, and that seems to be holding true because nothing much seems to have changed. So I want to look at the trailer and discuss this with you. There's criticisms, there's thoughts, there's, well, it's just another live service game, or they wanted maybe a very different game from Rocksteady. Now, I put all the good information right here at the beginning of the video, so you don't have to go looking for it. It's a longer video because it's a live stream, so if you like this kind of longer content and live discussions, hit subscribe and the bell button so you don't miss my shows. So the delay of Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League had many gamers scratching their head after we finally got a lengthy look at a game that we had heard much about. They announced a delay. The delay did not seem long enough to fix or address any of the major concerns or criticisms from would-be fans. And the new video even has dev commentary talking about the game. At the time, some said that it looked too much like a throwaway live service game. Some said, uh, I said, it looked like a Fortnite limited time mode. Others took issue with the fact that everybody was using guns, which sort of reinforced the live service or even the gameplay concerns. Would this game be a great new comic book game or would it be a throwaway cash grab? Now, I didn't have any major issues with the gameplay other than it did look a bit simplistic. I expected a four-player fun romp with some iconic characters. Others wanted another slam dunk single-player game from Rocksteady. So, first I want to break down the trailer. Does it look any better? Is it still basically the same game? Again, I don't think anyone should have expected major changes. At the time, notable insider Jason Schreier said the following. He said, number one, nine months is not enough time to completely change the nature of a game. Number two, the team was told that the delay was for polish and not related to the February gameplay showcase. And number three, lots of other factors can affect release timing so i don't expect them to unveil a bunch of like drastic changes this this trailer and this thing is more about hey here's what you're going to be doing in the game i'll be honest with you i actually think it looks kind of fun i'm not trying to convince you but this is kind of the type of game i expected i do resonate with people's disappointment i'll talk about the trailer more in a second the second thing I want to do is I do want to press against the delay and just kind of question it. I have my own theories about why they really delayed it. I don't think this was to make changes. I also don't really think this was primarily about polish. I mean, every game can continue polishing itself and fine-tuning itself all the way up until release and even after release. But I don't think that was the primary reason for this delay. The last thing I do want to talk about are the live service concerns okay a day doesn't go by that we don't seem to end up hearing about a company wanting to push in to live service the warner brothers company is no exception to this Uh, i also want to talk about concerns that both the live service aspects but also just the gameplay loop in general are people overreacting is there room for a fun co-op 
comic book game romp where you're not really playing some super serious story by yourself did rock studies reputation not really leave any room for a game like this we could be facing another redfall situation arcane was asked to make a multiplayer game and they didn't really want to given warner brothers desire to push live service something very similar could have happened with rocksteady But first, let's just consider the trailer. First, they establish that this is first of many videos they're going to do in a series. This is Suicide Squad Insider 1. They do have plans to do more. And they say that this game is the game they wanted to make. They wanted to tell a story and expand the Arkhamverse. They describe it as a third-person action shooter that can be played solo or with friends. Now, for those who found this surprising that it's a third-person action shooter that's not what people were expecting i went back to their august 2020 press release about this game okay i went all the way back to it and this is how they describe it they say it is a new genre bending action adventure shooter that can be played solo or with up to four players now this is one of the reasons why i don't think the gameplay surprised me or really let me down it was sort of what i was expecting they do say it's a story driven game in this trailer where your task is to kill the justice league now they do say that they wanted the mechanics of the game to reflect the personalities of the squad and this is where i understand pushback with it being so focused on being a shooter based game that doesn't seem to be shining through some of the characters just don't seem like they would be running around with an arsenal of guns metropolis is described as twice as big as arkham city in arkham knight you can see here they're getting to the hall of justice i think this ends up being like your central hub and they say in the trailer they feel that the traversal gunplay and the melee weapons that it is a totally original gameplay experience and the emphasis is that this will be the first of many episodes in this Suicide Squad Insider they also make mention of the fact that they will eventually detail how they're going to support this game with post-launch content they say they have a huge amount of free content they also plan to give more details about the world the story and the core gameplay experience and this is episode one it's about story and gameplay now the initial looks at gameplay i actually do think they look really fun loot and items are exploding out of enemies there's fast action there's really really quick and intense abilities they said that they wanted to put an arkham spin on the action shooter space they also say that this is the most cinematics they have ever done in one of their games and you can kind of see that right here when they're getting their traversal equipment so basically what they do is is they start scouring the hall of justice and because they're scouring the hall of justice they end up with a bunch of traversal things they're going to use so harley quinn ends up with the grapple you know people are getting technology they can like zip around with right so that's what you're going to be seeing in these opening sequences is they're sort of setting the groundwork for why are they traversing in such unique ways why are they you know zooming through the city and they showcase all of this with this early mission i thought that the cinematics and the voice acting were actually quite good they quickly establish all of their traversal their arsenal their movement all the things that you're going to be kind of using when you branch out when you you know go out into the city the story moves into the city you'll see that in a moment where brainiac has taken over and i'll be honest in this opening sequences i actually think that the movements 
and the combat immediately looks good. Now, albeit, it very much is an action shooter, okay? Which, again, I can see why folks are critical. It has a very Fortnite feel to it. The Green Lantern shows up, and they sort of set the stage for why you have to kill the Justice League. They're sort of being corrupted by all this stuff you're seeing from Brainiac, and they talk about the boss fights. They say that the boss fights, that there is nothing more high stakes than the boss fights in this game. You're sort of fighting, you know, actual members of the Justice League, so it's going to be pretty tough. Because of this, they end up sending you to Cobblepot, so he makes a, he makes a return, the Penguin makes a return. He's going to become your weapon supplier. Now, when you get to Cobblepot, this is an opportunity where they take to show off traversal, and they say that it gives the player total freedom. I actually have to admit, it looks pretty fun when they're zipping through the city. It really reminds me of the freedom in Spider-Man where you're swinging through the city. When they're zipping around Metropolis, it's not like Spider-Man. It just reminds me of having this massive, huge city with buildings where I can kind of zip around, fly around, swing around. It actually looks kind of fun. They show this off with Harley, some of her movements, some of her attacks. She quickly grapples very close to some enemies. She's like breaking her sh- their shields. She's using her gun to break their shields and then she closes the gap and then she smashes them with her bat. Now this again I think is something that they're maybe trying to implement and use as a way to say look it's not just about the guns you're supposed to sort of weave the melee into the combat that was one of the things people were taking an issue with they're like listen captain boomerang is you know running around with with guns when they talk about captain boomerang they say he uses a mix of sniper rifles smgs and shotguns Uh, no mention of a boomerang right i saw people you know sort of either chuckling about this poking fun at this or they were actually criticizing this they're like okay he doesn't even have (laughs) boomerangs now his movement has a very boomerang feel to it but this section of the video is where they establish how melee can can be used for juggle kills so they're going to show they show basically boomerang doing this like he's juggling the enemies with melee you can juggle an enemy with melee attack and then they take guaranteed critical hits from guns for a short period of time after so they are seemingly trying to weave melee into the combat alongside with the shooting now perhaps this was done in response to the criticisms about everyone using guns maybe it's just a great way to keep things moving They also show that you can use a shield harvesting strike in the section where they're going through like Captain Boomerang and you do this to get some of your own shield back. So they're trying to create, I think, an action environment where you are not just running around only using your guns. You're using abilities, abilities that are on refresh. You're using, you know, you're using punches. You're using a lot of different things to weave throughout. So I think that early gameplay footage that they showed us they ended up showing us footage where it was like, okay, they're just running around shooting guns, and in this, you're getting a little bit more of an interactive play. You still might think that this looks bad. I actually think it looks quite fun. Again, I understand the criticism, but I just have to be honest, it, it kind of looks fun. When they move to King Shark, they describe him as literally death from above. He's also the character they say that can take the most punishment. He has heavy weapons, assault rifles, shotguns, and his cleaver and his combat knives. Those are his weapons of choice. Now, they use King Shark to show off each character has a high-powered single-target attack. Now, it one-shots the enemy, but it takes a while to recharge. 
So you'll see that in this sequence. He kind of comes down, he slams the ground, and they're showing the different things you can do. You're also noticing little sparky flames coming off of the enemies in the UI. That's a signal for a counter that we're going to talk about in just a moment. And here he's going to do his single target huge attack. Now this does have a big recharge on it, so they do say you know, you're wanting to use that sparingly. Deadshot uses sniper rifles, assault rifles, and pistols. Now, up close, he can also use his wrist cannons. Now, they use Deadshot to show off how they say they reimagined the counter system from the Arkham games. If you're familiar with playing like Batman, Arkham Knight, Arkham Asylum, or Arkham City, you're constantly countering. You'll notice in this section, he gets a little signal from these guys. Boom, right there, and then he shoots them. That's called counter shot. This is basically using warning symbols in a window to shoot the enemies. They they can react by being stunned. They take damage. Some of them are going to get interrupted and be annoyed. Maybe that's some kind of an enrage mechanic. Okay. Now they conclude it by showing Harley Quinn kind of weaving it all together. Again, I have to say it looks fast. It looks fluid. I actually think it looks fun. And this sequence ends with them getting the cobble pot and establishing that he will now be their weapon supplier. It sounds to me like he's going to be taken back to the Hall of Justice, which will end up being the central hub that you're going to operate out of. The video ends with a bunch of quick montages, basically them talking about future videos that they're going to be doing. Lots of characters, RPG mechanics finally, even a pre-order bonus if you want to get the classic outfits you can make Harley Quinn look like she does from the comics or the animated series of Batman overall, I don't think it looked much different, I don't, but I was pleasantly surprised at how fun it looked, which is why I have to ask why do they feel the need to delay this game? Again, we really need to stress the fact that this delay was not long enough to make significant changes. I honestly think their reasoning for more polish like doesn't really make much sense. Like you only discovered that the game needed more polish right after debuting a bunch of gameplay. I think this is similar to the Halo Infinite delay. They sort of felt directly related to the backlash. Both of these delays feel related to backlash it's like okay here's what our game looks like and everyone's like that looks bad and stinks and they're like okay we need to delay the game for polish okay that's totally fine i'm not calling foul here you have to protect your product you have to protect your projected sales and the fever pitch of criticism and complaint can only stay hot for so long so my personal opinion is that they delayed the game to let the bad pr died down and now they can come out with a multi-video series on YouTube it allows them this sort of new round of marketing and potential hype and pre-orders so I don't think this game is going to or these trailers or these videos are going to change the minds of those who have already sort of written the game off I do think there may have been skeptics or fence riders who were like okay this actually looks kind of fun this looks like a fun game to play with my friends because it's all about expectations. Believe me, I want another Rocksteady game at the level of Arkham Knight. Arkham Knight is still one of my favorite superhero games. I did a 200% run in that game. I've lo- I would love to see you know, a remaster so I could play it on like a PlayStation 5 or my Series X and get maybe better lighting textures. Well, the lighting and textures are brilliant for the time. It's it's aged very well. I really just want the 60 FPS, but it's still one of my all-time favorite superhero games. So believe me, I get it. I understand why people are like, man, what is Rocksteady doing? Why wouldn't have you just made this an amazing single-player game where you play as these four characters, maybe throw in some co-op? 
accepting that Kill the Justice League is not that game, okay? It's going to allow me to enjoy enjoy the game on its own terms. And if you conclude that this is not for you, then I would just skip it. I would spare yourself the frustration, which is related to the last thing I want to talk about. Some are avoiding this game because of the live service aspects. And I want to talk about the live service push because Warner Brothers recently made it very clear that they want to take their IPs that they own and push them more into the live service game realm. And I would expect Hogwarts Legacy Online or a live service game, something in the future, like Hogwarts Online, I would just think would be a smash hit. I mean, to be fair, you know, Harry Potter and Hogwarts, it's a perfect game for it, right? The context of the game is a social environment where you advance, you get older, you go to new classes, you learn more, you do more. The world is so much bigger than just one school as well. But the concern from players that's something we talked about recently whenever I did my show on Avatar Frontiers of Pandora. All the trappings, tropes, and stereotypical live service game hallmarks, they're starting to wear thin in the gaming community. FOMO, fear of missing out, or battle passes, special events, checklists, dailies, weeklies, and all the rest, compound this, I think, is this pre-existing, very popular live service games that are already gobbling up so much of the gaming audience, as well as gobbling up their time. Similar to the gold rush for the battle royale genre, it hit a saturation point, and many attempted to build battle royale games that died off and vanished into thin air. Live service games are likely going through a similar gold rush right now. Everybody wants the ongoing format to succeed so they can keep making money for very little effort. It was recently revealed by a former Blizzard developer that a $15 mount in World of Warcraft made more money than StarCraft 2. That's right. One $15 microtransaction made more money than a big game launch. Now, this sounds alarming to some, but validating to others. Low effort vanity items can make buckets of cash for significantly less effort than a substantive expansion or even a full game. Now, I will continue to say that the way forward for live service games is to think differently about content rhythms. Straining to constantly maintain player engagement, I believe, is a bit of a fool's errand. Creating content driven models that bring people back with high quality content rather than menial or tedious tasks to keep them running in a hamster wheel out of the top 20 games sold in 2023 11 of them are single player games gamers are responding to quality and substance and I really hope that 2023 is a year where we start to see that impacting what games are developed in the future But for now, we can conclude that Kill the Justice League is a polarizing game. Some hate the genre that they put the characters in because it just looks like an action shooter sort of similar to a Fortnite limited time mode. Others hate that it's a live service game. Some hate it for both of these reasons. From where I sit, it looks like mindless fun with friends and there might be some surprising depth behind the curtain. And I think it's okay to have games like that. The bigger question is... Will this game last or fizzle out like the rest? So let me give you my thoughts and my conclusions on this. Kill the Justice League is an interesting title. It's popular because of the cast, and it's popular because of the developer, but then it's disliked based on that same fandom, right? There are fans of the DC Universe. There are fans of Rocksteady, and they're like, listen, we wanted another Arkham-style game, you know, with... Suicide Squad, but they feel that they got a cheap Fortnite-style shooter that's just going to shovel out microtransactions and live service tropes. I would still tell folks to hold off until it comes out. This one 
may surprise us. The second thing I want to say is when Aliens Fire Team came out, I said, listen, we need to be okay with good games just to shoot baddies with our buds. Helldivers 2 will likely fall into this category. Just a fun game to play on the weekend and to shoot some baddies with some buds. All right. I get people saying that not every game needs to be live service. Well, on the same token, not every game needs to be a big AAA single player blockbuster either. Some games are just going to fall into categories that you don't like. I'm going to continue to point to the 11 out of top 20 sold games in 2023 being single player games. You're not being starved for quality because of the live service push from these companies. My conclusion is this. The live service plane hasn't really landed for a lot of the studios and publishers who want it. Some of that is related to dev cycles. They saw dollar signs a couple of years ago and they tried to lean into the changing winds. But the market filled up and it filled up fast. Yesterday I referred to many of the gamers who dislike live service games as live service refugees. You've played one or a few, you burned yourself out and now you're sort of wandering from game to game without a home. Hating what live service games have done to you, the big single player games they don't really scratch the itch you don't like the idea of an ongoing game, but you almost need an ongoing game, the games we play change us, they change our palettes they change our preferences, and that will be the challenge for the next wave of live service games, the gaming community is like an ever evolving monster what it loves one year, it hates the next what it embraces one day it's bored with the next Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League will likely not be the game to jump through the live service ring of fire and survive, but it likely will be one more step in the journey of figuring out how to launch a big game and keep it going long term. So let's sit back, let's hear what they have to say, and see if they can pull it off. And that's the show open. Thank you guys so much for being here. I would love your thoughts on this. Let me thank some people who are already doing the gifting and and the tipping. I really, really appreciate you. Let me pop out the chat here. Excuse me. And uh, there we go. Using that teleprompter is such a different experience. I feel like I'm almost like like coming out of a Death Star run when I'm done doing the monologue. Like I'm so zeroed in. SSJ Havoc back in the house and gifting the first member of the day. Han shot first and so did you. Thank you so much. Taking the crown of first gifted member. You guys are at 3150. 3150 on the member count. 3500 and I actually think people are like, you can't just do ketchup with steak. We need to buy the worst ketchup possible for this this member incentive, all right? <laughs> we need to buy the worst ketchup possible, so we're going to need some suggestions. I'm going to have to ruin a steak with ketchup, and it's like, I can't. I, apparently I'm not allowed to use nice, uh, nice ketchup. True SSJ Havoc, also with a $5 Super Chat tip, says, I'm back. Woo hoo. And here we go, $2 from Bossman Davey. I miss when a good game had a multiplayer mode. And a five bomb from Rissick and one from Sneaky Wolf. Thank you guys so much for gifting those members. Already starting off the day strong. These are really, really good days to gift members. When we are not getting into like the console war discussions, these are really, really good days to add some folks to our community a lot of those times on these days especially it's the more loyal core group that's hanging out today yeah we need like bad ketchup flavored ketchup something bumble pants with 14 months of membership says this game looks 
like a fantastic time to me also the dev mentioned free content in future updates which sounds promising even if it's small yeah like here's the thing this is right here what we saw last time that right there is what we saw we saw them running around shooting this time i think we saw a lot more of the traversal and the combat and i do i think it looks fun joker quinn with a single gifted dk Baker with a single gifted they add up quick Get those single gifteds in, boys. Keep the member train going, taking us to nine. Bro Sexy renews the membership, and it's a VIP. Says, let's bring the fun, baby. Bro Sexy, one of my favorite names to say. Just find some place that still sells green ketchup. Oh, yeah, green ketchup. That might be pretty good. No ketchup, use mayo or mustard. No, the reason that it's a funny incentive is because I hate ketchup. I think ketchup is a trash condiment. I think it's something that you put on food so kids eat their food. It's a sugary, nonsense, trash condiment. So putting ketchup on a steak is punishment for me. Like, that's why people like it. That's why people like it. All right. All right, let's pull the coffee into the frame. Uh, The Frickmas is arriving today. It is, but I don't think we're going to be able to let you guys order it until next week. I don't know if I want to make my wife ship a bunch of coffee out tomorrow. We're going to be very busy getting ready for our trip. Yo, what's good, Feed? I think that there are a number of people in the game community that don't really like video games. They like the discourse surrounding video games, but they don't actually like playing games. I, I, I can definitely see that. I've got my portal back there. You can't really tell it's the portal. I might have to get something to like tilt it up. Um, but we have a video coming today. I'll show you with the capture card and a camera that device in uh, Ghost of Tsushima and in Spider-Man. So be sure to check out that video later today. I'll send you guys to that. Creature with 31 months. Catch up like Zelda is for children. Thank you so much, Creature. Uh, I think the gameplay looks great. So far, I'm in intrigued listen here's the thing predator says let's it's over boys lona doesn't like ketchup listen i did not think that i was gonna watch this video this new trailer and 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 be compelled but i'm like i actually think it looks kind of fun i don't know what everybody's problem is row row raven with a ten dollar super chat says i'm so beyond excited for this game it looks like a labor of love it makes me so upset that people are going out of their way to hate this game and just completely ignoring rocksteady's history I'm telling you, here's the thing. Here's the thing. It won't be my full review on the device, Vithar. It's like first impressions, me showing you how it works and how it feels. My full review will likely come once I'm back from Thanksgiving. I want to take it to another state and see how it feels when I'm not in the same house, when I'm on Wi-Fi. I need to be able to test it also like Wi-Fi locally, but I don't think I'll be able to do that before I leave town. Catch up from Asmund's house would be crazy. Yeah, I need Asmongold to send me a bottle of ketchup from his house for this incentive. But I'm going to be real with you. This right here, the traversal through the city, it does. It reminds me of Spidey. I'm not saying it looks like Spidey. I'm saying it reminds me of, it's just fun to be in a big open space and have really fast, really fun traversal. Like, I really do. I know, I get why people are not digging this game. I get it, but I'm like... I think it looks kind of fun. I I don't know. I know what people wanted. They wanted another Rocksteady Arkham game, and they didn't get it, and they're ticked. J-Dog, with 19 months in the VIP, please ask Doc where the government collects the Xbox tax, please. I, uh, I'll take my answer offline. Thank you. 
And then a month from Han. Welcome in, Han. And a $5 tip from Joker Quinn. You should use Hunt's Ketchup. It's the worst of the worst. Well, if you guys can hit 3,500 members, we'll take a vote on what I should put on the steak to ruin it. What ketchup do you think is is the worst? Um, You know, we'll see. So, I also want to see how the counter shot works. Now that I know that it's in the game, as I'm watching them move through the city, I'm periodically seeing, like, the little symbols pop up that, that like, you can counter their shot. It's like, it's like lightning bolts around uh, the enemy. So, I'm wondering how smooth that is, like, and how it feels. Because they don't show it too, too much. They only show it, like, once. But as they're traversing and fighting, there's multiple times where I notice that those little things are popping up. What does that even mean? Look at Redfall team's history, then look at Redfall, the design of which is fully on them. History of goodness didn't make much of a difference for them. Same with all of them. I mean, that's fair, Solemn. I said that in the show open. I said, listen, this could be a Redfall situation. I don't get that impression because Redfall looked bad every time we looked at it. I don't like I was never compelled by your your montage or anything else that people put out there. I thought Redfall looked bad from the beginning. I look at this and I'm like, this looks pretty polished. This looks pretty fun. It looks fast, it looks fluid, it looks looks really action oriented. I'm not saying I'm not trying to convince you that you should play it. I'm just saying from where I sit, we saw measurable quality problems with Redfall before it launched. I'm not seeing that here. I'm seeing a genre that people aren't interested in. I think that's a very, very different thing, right? I could understand people being concerned, though, that like, oh man, Rocksteady didn't want to make this. Warner Brothers pushed them to make this. This isn't going to be any good. That would there, See, there's that counter lightning bolt. There's the counter lightning bolt. Um... But I'm not seeing any signs of, like, a low-quality trash game. I'm not. Like, we saw... There is something called Mayo Chup. It's ketchup and mayo combined. That's absolutely disgusting. The Captain Boomerang gameplay looks pretty good. Yeah, here they establish uh, the juggling that you can do uh, with the melee. He's zipping around. He's punching. He's flying. Like, I don't know. It just looks fun. Like, I... I again I <laughs> I I do I understand why people are like this is not the game that I wanted. Okay, I get that. But it it really does look like a fun time. Like if maybe that's the problem is it's just Rocksteady's history and the characters. Everybody was thinking, "Oh, this is going to be so amazing. They're going to make a Suicide Squad game and it's going to be like the Arkham games. We're going to get something like Arkham Knight, you know." You see what I'm saying? An amazing studio can make a bad game, just takes one bad main idea, then you're stuck working with it, and you can only do so much. Yeah, I mean, what Creature's saying is Redfall never looked acceptable, much less good. Ketchup and mayo together slaps. I don't have a problem with ketchup and mayo together. I have a problem with ketchup and mayo together. Excuse me, on a steak. Sorcerer with the gifted member gets us almost halfway there. Ten members already on the day. You guys are at 3150. If you want to make me put whatever it is you guys are talking about on a stake, then you got to hit that 3,500. Here you can see the counter shot in action. You have to time it with that thing popping up. Arkham with 13 months of membership. 
I've been hyped for this game since the reveal, and coming from Destiny, the always online doesn't bother me. Traversal and gunplay looks smooth. Regarding the topic, all right, hang on a second, Sven. Sven says, the new video satisfied most of my concerns. I'm glad they showcased more ability-based combat than relying just on guns, like in the first gameplay video. The art style is going to take some getting used to, with it being such a different tone than the continuation of the Arkham games. Yeah, J-Dog with a gifted membership. Thank you so much, man. The single gifteds add up, guys. Keep the little member train going. Don't let the big boys scare you off. Thank you very much, J-Dog. And it goes to J-Dub. I don't know if J-Dub's in chat. J-Dub, you know, we got we got nominated for Troll of the Year. I don't know if you saw that tweet. I thought that was hilarious. I was like, why am I a troll? Like, I don't understand. <laughs> like, like J-Dub, I mean, listen, brother. I, I mean, you troll. I don't, I'm not out here trolling. I just, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't, <laughs> I, was, I thought it was funny. They got me up there with Jeff Keeley. I'm like, okay, I guess that's fine. I don't, you know. <laughs> You guys are weird. That that side of the aisle's got some weird energy going on. The video actually convinced me to pre-order, and I never pre-order anything, says Bumble Pants. The emphasis on story uh, they gave is exactly what I want to hear. I did find it interesting that they kept saying that. Well, maybe not. Maybe they didn't keep saying it. They said, you know, it was going to be, you know, a significant story game. And that it's got more cinematics than any game they've ever made. And I was like, really? I did not expect that. I did not expect that. I will say King Shark is a little bit too much Drax from Guardians of the Galaxy. Like, the way that he... Like, his humor. It's so one-to-one. Maybe that's how King Shark is. I don't know. Maybe it's the the big clueless guy trope. Maybe Drax is not that original. But... A couple of his lines, I was like, he sounds like Drax. Like when he talked about how he had heard stories of the Justice League and he had never known they were so big. And they're like, that's not really them. Like that just, I don't know. <laughs> it, it, it sounds an awful I like. It sounds an awful I like Drax. A 20 spot from a man super googly. Can't believe Mario Wonder got nominated, but not Final Fantasy 16. Nintendo games are extremely overrated, including Price of Trash, Tears of the Kingdom. I don't know why you always tip me money to trash Nintendo games. They're the most commercially successful games ever. Like, I, you're you're basically disagreeing with everyone. <laughs> I don't know, man. You're free and clear to not like that. You're free and clear to not like Nintendo games, but they are massively commercially successful for a reason. People do not buy games like those at that level just because of, like, loyalty or something. No, I did not watch um, Suicide Squad on Max. Not the James Gunn one, no. Uh, I'm not pre-ordering this game because I hope that they move the date. That week is too packed with games that I want to play. I accidentally renewed Max. I meant to cancel it, so maybe I'll watch it now. Yeah, how did Nintendo hurt you? Like, show us on the doll where Nintendo hurt you. Like, what are you doing? Mario Wonder looks great. No way you can say Tears of the Kingdom is trash. Yeah, people basically act like because they don't like a game, it's trash. And it's just like, dude, Tears of the Kingdom. My only issue with it is I want it to be on more powerful hardware. The game itself is fabulous. Like, the game isn't the problem. It's a great... It's... It's... I want to play it on stronger hardware. Mario Wonder is a blast. Like, my wife and I have played it. 
and in, in small doses, but it's super fun. I'm looking forward to taking my Switch up to Ohio and uh, playing that with uh, with my nephews. We might be able to beat it while we're up there. That'd be really fun. You said commercial success isn't a factor for Game of the Year when it came to Hogwarts. I wasn't debating with him about about Game of the Year. I was debating with him calling the games trash. I wasn't justifying nominations with sales. You guys are so hungry for clips to make me look like I've either contradicted myself or I'm saying something that I'm not. Like, stop being a clip sniper and be a thinking wise person. Like, I was clearly pushing back on what he said about them being trash. He said, overrated piece of trash. Like, they're commercially successful for a reason. I wasn't saying that's why they deserve to be nominated. I was pushing back against the notion that the games are trash. You're disagreeing with, like, the industry itself. You're allowed to be like, I don't like those games. But when you want to make a qualitative judgment of a game to be like, no, that game's overrated trash. People commonly use the word overrated for something really popular that they don't like. Taylor Swift is overrated. Oh, you you mean an incredibly successful musician that is just absolutely filthy rich and incredibly popular and well because you don't like her she's overrated. Right? Like it just smacks of insecurity. It's like, come on, bro. They, they, there can be really successful things that have quality and value that just don't land on you. That you know what I'm saying? What are you going to do with all the different TV shows and movies, all the different genres of music, all the different types of games that are out there? Like, there are so many different things out there for people to enjoy. If something doesn't land on you, that doesn't mean it's trash. There, there are there are entire industries of toys and movies and uh, and music that I can I would never touch, right? I would never touch. But it's like I I wouldn't be like that's overrated trash. You know what I'm saying? I'd argue, while I'm not a fan of hers, that Taylor Swift uh, is actually underrated. I, I don't. I, it, 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 you know, it's subjective about how how highly rated you think she should be. I, you know, I I think her bank account is speaking pretty loud and clear. I think she's, you know, I think she's very highly rated. Mario is underrated. Taylor Swift. <laughs> now we're just talking gibberish. <laughs> Super Mario Wonder is underrated. Overrated. Taylor Switch. Nintendo. Bad. Like people don't even know what they're saying now. Have you never called something overrated that is successful, Ono? No, I don't. I don't know if I've never said it in my entire life. I generally, at a general level, do not like the idea of basically saying that really successful thing is overrated because I don't like it. Do you understand what I'm saying? I'm not going to tell you in my 42 years of life that I've never done that. I try to avoid that. I don't feel like it's a very valid form of criticism or dialogue. It just feels lazy. It's like, well, I don't like this thing, so it's overrated. It's like, Super Mario Wonder, really? Like the second highest ga- selling game last month? And you're like, it's overrated. It's like, oh, okay. It just, I don't know. It doesn't seem to be saying anything of substance about about the, the game itself. I'm curious though. Did this trailer change anybody's mind? 
Is there anybody right now here who's like, dude, th- this 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 changed my mind. I'm I'm feeling a little bit better about this game now, or you know, I'm I'm actually going to play it, or I'm interested. Did this move the needle for anybody in chat? You know, what makes something overrated? Nothing makes something overrated. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not worried about qualifying or quantifying whether or not you can use the term overrated. I would rather have dialogue than use dismissive labels. I think dismissive labels are the cessation of discussion. That's overrated. So you're not going to talk about the mechanics, the graphics, the creativity, the level design, the music. You're not going to talk about any of that. You're just going to wave your hand and say it's overrated. You see what I'm saying? I don't find those conversations interesting. You're just a pony. You're insecure. Like, you don't want to have a conversation. You can't go toe-to-toe with somebody who thinks differently than you, so you label them so you can dismiss them. Like, it's just juvenility seeping through the cracks. Like, there's just too many extended adolescent people that enter the discussion, and they want to have their emotions validated, and they do so by insulting something with a label. And if you don't buy into their label of whatever they've called it, you know... That's a movie game. That's overrated. Those games are for kids. Uh, 2D games shouldn't be full price. I, I, I can't help people that still think and act like, you know, 13-year-olds. You're not, you're, not, you're not ascending to adulthood levels of conversation. You're, I, I can't. I can't do it. I can't entertain the idea of, like, something's overrated. I think this touches on this. This game right here. Everyone's like, oh, it's trash. Live service action shooter trash and it's like okay I don't know I think it looks fun I think the characters look cool I you know what I mean like just the the idea that we're just gonna use labels on games and dismiss them and then that's the end of the discussion it's like I that's isn't it more entertaining to discuss a game like, wouldn't it be more entertaining and more enjoyable to like wait for Justice League kill the Justice League to come out and then like judge it based on its own merits and criticize it against the backdrop of maybe other games that have tried to do this like have we just decided that any game that attempts to be ongoing is bad are we are is there is there never going to be is is are we never ever going to be able to say yeah this is a good live service game yeah or this game has a good ongoing format do you see what i'm saying are we just always going to do that or like live service is a dirty word you know and, and then not even give a game a chance like i'm not trying to convince you to play suicide squad kill the justice league i'm not trying to convince you to play it i'm just saying commonly in the dialogue around games we write things off very quickly mario wonders overrated zelda is trash you know this is live service cash grab whatever like whatever whatever labels you want to use and then i watch a trailer and i'm like i don't know i think that looks like a kind of is is a fun game i personally think we need to leave room for um thank goodness they're not white i the, the, i want to leave room for games just to be fun can't we just have fun games where you know like hell divers 2 you know, just a fun little game. You play it on the weekends with your buds. Um, you know, that's that. I think is the is the issue. They're not white. They're black. <laughs> they did it. They did it, chat. 
They did it. Let me go here. I was making sure the chroma key was off. All right. Hell divers is fire. They're there. Yeah, they just got here. The bags are wrong. Yeah, they're not tear and reseal. They use the wrong bags. They literally are unable to do to do something right. They don't. They. They're not. This one is not tear and reseal. No, it is not. Where's the tear hole, Mom? It's not a tear and reseal. These are tear and reseal. There's a tear hole. You grab, you pull, you tear. These have to be cut with a pair of scissors. They got them. They they used the wrong... I just tried. They used the wrong bags. Yeah. Company literally can't get anything right. <laughs> 10 out of 10. Never, ever have they gotten it right. 10 out of 10. Their record is they're holding their record. They're holding their record for not doing it right. Frickin' frustrating. Um, just for that reason, I'm only going to drink Dark Roast. I think it's because Rocksteady Studios made excellent single-player games and the switch to live service only... Uh, online has people upset right handheld gaming i 100 have said i leave room for that i do their reputation is part of the issue here people are like dude rock steady is you know rock steady makes these great single player game like and then they're not doing that now like it's what it's it's again it's one of the reasons why people you know, it, it's why Arcane didn't want to play. Uh, I'm sorry, they didn't want to make Redfall. Do you know what I'm saying? Hilly says you've lost your grip, man. If you think I will look at a game with an open mind, judge against similar games and what the developers set out to do, then you sue are too. You sir are too far gone. On second thought, you might be onto something. Um. Yeah. Hit him up, creature. Make sure. I mean, make sure. I that, I don't even understand how that happened. This is our third order with them, you know? Light roast, dark roast, Christmas, and they use the wrong dadgum bags, you know? I don't even know. You know what it is? I think they're the exact same bags, but they didn't do the little cut. Yeah, it's just a little cut in the bag. It's not a different bag. Yeah, it's the same bag. They just didn't do the little cut. It's they're identical. The top, the top crimp is the same. <clears throat> it's funny how we pigeonhole devs to only do one thing forever. Um, did you make the rotating pedestal for the coffee? No, I actually got this for. Oh, we can get all three on. I actually got this for, um, I got it for minifigs on the Lego channel. No, they're resealable. You just can't tear them. They're resealable. They're the exact same bags. They just, they just didn't do the little cut. They just didn't do the little cut for the tear. Yeah, they're resealable. They just don't have that. There's, I'm telling you, there must be a machine that does it. It creates like a little indent cut in the top so that you can just grab and pull and tear. 
Because right now, if you cut it with a pair of scissors, you could just tear it across. Yeah, they're resealable. The zipper's inside. They're the exact same bags. They just forgot to cut them. It's like, a, it's like you know you know how you had hole punches as kids, and you like punch a hole in a piece of paper? It's like half of a hole punch. It's like half of a circle that they punch out of the side of the bag. So potentially we could do that. I wonder if we could get a little hole punch and just go clink, clink on every bag before shipping it. And I wonder if that would work. I wonder. That might solve the problem. I mean, that would require a little bit of work on our time, but that wouldn't be that difficult. One job, one having... I'm telling you, I... I mean, the dar- I guess the dark and the light, we didn't have any issues. Well, we did. You had issues in the back end. We didn't have issues with it showing up. You had issues in the back end. Solemn says, There's a reason a lot of devs have done the same thing for forever. This is where experience is and where their experience has grown. Going from single player to live service games isn't just that simple. It's not the same type of design, ideas, or work. I, I totally agree with you, Solemn. I totally agree with you. I, I get the idea that, like, they aren't going to do a good job with live service, or they might not do a good job with live service, right? Because they've never done it before. It's not what their cup of tea is. I mean, we've talked about this a lot recently where I've said, look, man, if you can't answer psychological questions about... If you cannot answer psychological questions about your game, then I don't think you've thought through live service. Like, you don't understand live service. You need to have psychological answers. How are you going to get people to keep coming back? How are you going to get people to keep playing? How are you going to do it? And so, is Rock Study, do, do they have an understanding of what that looks like? I don't know if they have an understanding of what that looks like. No, Madam checked a couple other bags. They're not, they're not punched. You're selling coffee to adults. Don't add to our workload. That's what I'm saying. That's why we went to the terribles. I, I, you know, it's convenience. We're opening it when he gets back. No, yeah, you can't order any of the Frickmas today. I'm not going to have my wife having to ship an, un, an inordinate amount of coffee orders tomorrow. Tomorrow, she's going to be trying to get two little little people ready for a trip. That's a that's a task in and of itself. Got two kids, eight and ten, and we're you know we're taking a week long trip. I'm not adding that to her workload tomorrow. Sorry, you're gonna have to wait a week to order coffee. She matters more to me than your money. <laughs> uh, now that's not to say that this will be the case for this game in this studio, but just realize these changes in making completely different ways than companies are used to aren't always done in a manner that is conducive to good work environment or game. Here's the thing I will say. I'm going to say something. I actually think this trailer and the way they're talking about the game made me feel better about it. Right? This, this to me, the way they talk about this game, this does not feel like Redfall. This feels like they wanted to build this game. The way they're all individually talking about it. Like, I, I don't remember ever seeing anything about Redfall and thinking... Oh my gosh, this game is going to be fantastic. I remember watching it being like, it looks weird. You know, we, we all said it. Well, maybe not all of us. I said it from the very beginning. When they first started showing gameplay, I was like, ah, something's off. I said from the very beginning, I was like, something's not right. 
and then we got the IGN footage and then we got the montage and I was like it still doesn't look very good it looks there, there's something awkward about it I don't get that impression with Kill the Justice League what I get with Kill the Justice League is people don't like the genre that's what I get it's like okay it's an action shooter where you're zipping around the city it feels a little bit like you know Fortnite inspired oh and and it's live service and I, th- I feel like that's where the rejection comes from. That's where the irritation comes from. The irritation doesn't seem to come from, like, there, like we broke down the Redfall gameplay, and we pointed to things, and we're like, look at that, look at that, look at the AI, look at the lack of response, look at the guns, look at the shooting, look at the movement. We're like, none of this looks very good. I'm looking at this, and I'm like, I don't know, dude, this looks pretty fun. I you know I get people's disappointment because they want another Rockstar a Rocksteady Arkham game where it was like single player you know and you're going through this amazing story and they built something that's a little bit more of a co-op romp it's like no this is like gonna be a more fun action oriented game to you know more arcadish you know to play with your buddies the characters have melee weapons but we don't see them use it much. So the way I understand it is, now I don't know if they did this to push back against the criticisms, but the way I understand the melee weapons is that you're supposed to weave them throughout your combat. So they're like shooting, they break the shield, boom, they go in and crack them, and then they show at one point you can use melee to juggle, and once you juggle them or hit them with the melee, now they take like automatic crits from their guns for the next so many seconds. Does that make sense? It's it they're they're it's from where I sit, they're trying to create like rhythms in the combat where you aren't just running around like shooting like Fortnite. It's like no, you're shooting, you're dashing, you're smacking, you're shoving, you're you're running away. Now you're using an ability where you're smacking everybody with lasers. Okay, now you're getting your gun back out again. They're trying to create this sort of you know, cornucopia of of stuff that you're doing. And yes, it does seem a little weird that, you know, Captain Boomerang doesn't have boomerangs. He's using weapons. Now, his movement feels very boomerangy, but it, again, it, it, it does, I'll admit, there are some things that feel out of step with the characters and, you know, the kind of characters that they are. This is actually like a really, really great sequence to showcase how far the games have come. Like, look at Harley. I remember people saying that they felt like the game looked old gen. Like, the characters look so, so much better. I, you know, I remember when we first saw Cal Kestis compared to Fallen Order to Survivor, and I was like, oh, wow. Look, it looks so good. He does have a boomerang. Yeah, but in the trailer, they don't talk about him using it. They say he uses a bunch of guns. Do you get what I'm saying? It's like, okay, he may have a boomerang. They don't showcase it in the trailer. They're like, he uses sniper rifles, assault rifles, and SMGs, or whatever they say. It's like, oh, okay. So so they don't showcase it. That's why I think people are getting irritated. They're not like, oh yeah, Harley Quinn has her token mallet or a baseball bat and here's her using it. It's like, no, yeah, she can go up and hit them and then that sort of is it. And they're not like, oh yeah, Captain Boomerang has his boomerang or boomerangs. Here's what he can do with them. It's like, no, it's just like a moment. So I get where people are coming from. They're like, yo, where's his boomerangs at, dude? He uses a boomerang for traversal. 
Right, but again, like I said, his movement is boomerangy. It's like, oh, he throws the boomerang and then he goes, but it doesn't feel like he's being Captain Boomerang. Like he's not landing on the ground and making that like his central point of combat. I'm I'm justifying I'm I'm justifying the criticism. You would think that Captain Boomerang would land on the ground and be like he'd pull out his boomerangs and like that would be his primary means of combat through abilities or whatever and then he would get out the gun everything comes back to the guns and I'm not saying that's a problem I'm saying that's why people are being critical they're being critical because they're like what I don't I don't understand imagine a game where you're a Jedi and you land on the ground and your lightsabers on your hip and your blaster, even you know, you're not your blaster. I guess Cal had a blaster, but your lightsaber's on your hip, and you're primarily using blasters. And then you run up to somebody quickly, hit them with your lightsaber, and put it back on your hip. Or what about you use your lightsaber to like grab onto a wall and launch off, and then you put your lightsaber back away? People would be like, "What the heck? Why is this Jedi <laughs> only using their lightsaber for traversal and like little one hits?" Like, I'm not saying that that's a, that's a huge criticism. I'm saying I think it's a valid criticism. It's like, you didn't make characters first and then add guns in later. You made an action shooter with these characters and their mallet, bat, cleaver, boomerang is almost like, it's almost like sprinkled on top. I think that's why people are irritated. A, two, a, a, a dollar from handheld gaming TV. Thank you. For the, for the super chat. There, I clicked the heart. There we go. I think with the characters they use, it makes sense for them to have guns, except for maybe King Shark. What would feel worse primarily using boomerangs or guns? He uses them in combat. I think we're, pa- I think we're passing in the night here. I'm not saying that they don't use them. I'm saying they're not focused on. They're not talked about. I, and I think that's what people are frustrated by. I'm not frustrated by it. I'm like... And look, they're trying to create a story where that makes sense. They're like, look, bro, your boomerangs are cool. Listen, Harley, we all love your attitude and swagger with the mallet or like a bat. You're going up against the Justice League. You're going to need like actual weapons, you know? (laughs) You're going to need like really, really strong arsenal of... They even make reference to it. Cobblepot is going to be selling you specific weapons for the fight they're, it's like you're not just running around with like a normal off the shelf shotgun they're, they're adding a story like element to that that you're gonna need to go to him because you, you're, you're not gonna fight Superman with the mallet okay from the prop store Harley you're gonna need an actual weapon okay so I think that's what they're that's what they're getting at yes I have tried the portal I have a video today for you guys of my first impressions. I use it right here in the office underneath the camera and I used a capture card. I do a duel in Ghost of Tsushima, some traversal in Spider-Man and some combat in Spider-Man. If you look at the part where Deadshot is fighting with his abilities, I would imagine he could use boomerangs in a similar way with Captain Boomerang. I'm not sure what you're saying. He has his wrist cannons that you can use once you get close enough, they said.
As long as I can bite someone in half as King Shark. Hey, we're about an hour into the broadcast, guys. Great turnout today. Do me a favor. Smash that like button. If you want to talk in my chat, hit subscribe. That way you can type. It's uh, it's totally free to subscribe. After you do that, you know, consider becoming a member. But if you hit like and you hit subscribe and you're here on a regular basis, you might get a gifted member. We have very, very generous people here. And I, you might get a gifted member for me. Every 25 members, I give five back to the community. And we are currently working on a goal where I have to ruin a steak with ketchup because I hate ketchup. And uh, if you guys get to 3,500 members, I'll do that. You are currently on your way to 3,200 members. You guys are crushing it today. Um, they don't mention it, but the boomerang uses them as his special ability. Yeah, they have abilities on like a refresh that are more central to their characters. Like their one, uh, their single target high damage. Harley hits a guy like in the nuts with the bat and then like over the head. Uh, King Shark does some big uppercut and then slam. So they do, they have abilities that are more associated with their, their characters. Listen to me, I'm not saying that I have an issue with it. I'm not. I'm simply saying I understand why people do. Do you understand? Like, I understand why people have an issue with it. I don't have an issue with it. For for me personally, it's like, I don't really care. I think it looks fun. But I could see somebody being like, oh, this is sick, dude. King Shark. Oh, man. Such, such a great character. Nothing ever really done with him. Oh, my gosh. What? He's running around with guns? Like... I could see that disconnect for people. I can't, you know. Because even here, he shows off the fact that he can just, like, jump really high. You know, and they're like, oh, okay. This guy doesn't need uh, a traversal item. He's just going to do it himself. You know? Any magically en- enchanted weapon can harm Superman. Uh, freaking in Mark Wade and Alex Ross's Kingdom Come comic book miniseries, Superman was almost killed by Captain Marvel. It does look good. Like I said, I super sympathize and I empathize with people being, you know, frustrated or people being sort of disappointed. They think, man, Rocksteady makes great games. We've been waiting a long time for their next game. And they made an action shooter that's live service. I can totally understand somebody being like, ah, like the wind just gets let out of their sails. They're like, that is not that is not what I was looking forward to that's not what I was hoping for I think we should wait for episode 2 says Arkham before we give our complete thoughts on combat yes this first video for the Suicide Squad Insider is the story and gameplay video and in the future videos they're going to get more into the gameplay loop the core they talked about the core gameplay loop they're going to be adding free content later let's be honest we know exactly how this game is going to go. I don't know why people always have to preface what they're saying with let's be honest. Like we're being dishonest by thinking that the game might actually be fun. I'm not being dishonest by thinking that the game might actually make it. That they might actually have a successful ongoing game here. It's it's got a big it's got big name characters, right? I know you can't play as Batman, but they can put Batman in the marketing. I mean, Gotham Knights is, is it had actually had reasonable commercial success simply because of the brand recognition. So 
they actually may be able to fill this game's funnel with players and you know six months later there's still people digging it there's still people diving in and playing listen I'm, I'm, I'm gonna say it I'm gonna say it people want a game like this even if you don't there were a lot of people that wanted a game like Avengers and Gotham Knights to keep going they wanted those games to keep going there were people that kept playing and kept coming back there are people who want a game like this even if you don't and somebody's gonna pull it off Somebody's going to pull up. By the way, this is Harley Quinn's voice actor. <laughs> That's literally Harley Quinn. That's Are you like did you see this? Like when they cut to her, like I was like, "Oh, look, it's it's her Quinn." Wait a minute. I was like, "That's just her." <laughs> That's just Harley, That's just Harley Quinn. I thought that was pretty funny that she like she even kind of embodies what Harley Quinn looks like, you know. She looks a little she looks a little crazy a little bit, a little intense. You know, she's got the blonde hair. I'm like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> she she might actually be Harley Quinn. All the Gotham needs is to play uh, play as Batman DLC. Oh, you think that like Gotham Knights would be better or would be would would they'd be more successful if they let you play as Batman or whatever? I don't know. He voices her in the animated show too, I think. I'm fairly certain it's her. She started talking in this trailer. Not the, not the voice actor, but Harley started talking. And I was like, that's the original voice, isn't it? It's It sounds a lot like her. She's been Harley for a long time. Okay, yeah. I was going to say, a couple of times she sounds a little bit different because when she's actually having to have like a normal conversation and not just be like, you know... You know, it's like, okay, she actually has to say some some real lines here. But there were a couple of times I was like, oh, wow, that sounds just like her. Harley's original voice actor was Eileen Sorkin. Okay. Well, th- she's had to have voiced her for a while because it sounds like the Harley from the other games. At least it did to me. That's not only her voice, but she's Miss Minutes from Loki. Oh, is she really? Miss Minutes was great. Yo, what's good, Infinite? How are you? Animated Harley is Kaylee Cuoco? Really? Do you remember Toy Man with the vehicles? I'm getting Twisted Metal vibes. <laughs> uh, I don't remember that, no. I honestly haven't met those kind of people. If anything, people were upset with Suicide Squad. The gameplay reveal what fans really want is an Arkham-style two-player game. Rojo, I don't disagree with you, but I think there are a lot more gamers in the world who never ever touch Twitter or YouTube to talk about video games and I'm here to tell you they want a game like this they 100% want a game like this where in 6 months after the game's launched they can boot up, jump in the game with their buddies and go kill a bunch of baddies as King Shark or Harley Quinn or whoever I'm telling you there are people that want a game like this I'm 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 not I'm not just like making that up or exaggerating. I genuinely think there are large portions of the gaming community that dig a game like this and they will play it. Even Avengers and Gotham Knights had people playing it long after I thought anybody would be touching those dadgum games. To be more specific, the HBO animated Harley. Okay. I mean, she does a great job with the voice. She really does. 
Arlene Sorkin. Sorry, I messed that up. Okay, Arlene Sorkin was from the animated series. Okay. I always thought Harley Quinn in the video games, the Arkham games, I thought she sounded just like the character from the animated series. I thought she did a fantastic job. Because, I mean, we got the same Batman and Joker. You got you got the same voice actors there, so I just assumed that was the, it was the same. It looks fun. An arcade superhero multiplayer game has been what we've all wanted since four-player X-Men hit the arcades in the 90s, says Derek. Right, like, I think it's weird. Like, I'm hesitant to say that I would really enjoy a game like this. Sadly, this one's probably too rough around the edges for my kiddos. Like the, I don't unless you can turn the language language filter on because you aren't. It doesn't seem like it's violent. It seems like you're shooting like aliens. That's never. I'm not. I'm not too worried about that. I mean, my kids have seen me play Ghost of Tsushima. That that game can get a little bloody, but I would imagine the language in this is one where like I like I would love to have a game like this to play with my kiddos. You know, just hey, let's hey, there's a new thing. There's new stuff to go do. Let's go play. You know. It looks better than the Avengers. I mean, that's not difficult. I think the new voice actors for Harley were copying Arlene at first before, finding their own similar but unique styles. I will say that the Harley in this doesn't feel as exaggerated or like a caricature as much as like the Harley in the animated series. She's more exaggerated, I feel like, because it's a cartoon. That makes sense, right? You're going to put a little bit more... Um, stylization to your voice. I feel like in this, it is toned down, but it is there. I appreciate how in Sunset Overdrive, you could bleep out the cuss words. Oh, you could? Corey says, I think we have to accept that the game industry is so big that this community can think that a game is going to fail, but when it releases, the number of people outside will support it and it can be a success. That's all I'm saying. I'm not sitting here cheering for this game or like, or quote unquote simping for this game. I think it looks fun. I think it looks like a game that I know I would play. And I actually think that there are a lot of people that will play this at launch and, and beyond. If they, if they can support it, if they can support it and keep it going with content, with a content model that works, then I wouldn't be surprised at all if, if it, if it's successful, it wouldn't surprise me in the least. You could disable the gore and the blood splats in sunset. This one doesn't look like I'd have to worry about any kind of, any kind of like gratuitous violence or anything. It's very arcadish, very goofy. You know, my kids have played Fortnite. Like, it doesn't look any different, really, than that. It's it's all very exaggerated and a little cartoonish. But I, I would imagine that the, the language would be my biggest concern. You know, I don't need my kids walking around talking like these people. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's 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 bad enough when they listen to, like, Geronimo Stilton or Ramona and they start talking like the bratty people in those stories. Like, that's bad enough. I don't need them talking like the Suicide Squad. <laughs> Some days after work, my brain is fried and I just want to run and jump and shoot stuff. This may work. Yeah, like something with the PlayStation Portal, which in an hour, I will have a video for you guys where I showcase how it feels uh, a duel in Ghost of Tsushima and some traversal and some combat in Spidey. And you guys can see that in about an hour. And I really do think games like this are so perfect for that device. Just perfect. Um, because 
you know, I can just sit on my couch and like clear the map and and work on some quests or in a game like this, I would imagine that there's like bounties, dailies and things like that, you know, things to go do. I, I, I you know, slam it out 30 minutes or so. Okay, cool. Turn it off. You know, I for, for me, for me, I've grown to appreciate games that I can play in this in small doses. My life just really really dictates it now this game currently has that video that they put out yesterday currently has a like ratio of 50 50 right down the middle 3.3 thousand likes 3.4 thousand dislikes so it's basically a dead even tie like to dislike ratio now i believe that that's better than the last time i think the last time they got shredded so i feel like they have probably played their cards right Let's go look at the last one. I feel like the last one got absolutely demolished whenever they debuted it. What was it like last year? Um, here it is, 11 months ago. 11 months ago when they had this video. No, that's not it. That's not the one. Official story trailer. Is this the one where they're like zipping around? Where's the one where they were like zipping around the city? Was it the Flash? Oh no, it was the co-op gameplay. I can't remember which one it was. What was it called? The one that just got absolutely destroyed. It might not have been on there. Here it is. Here it is. Okay. Kill the Justice League official co-op gameplay no matter the cost. I found it. This debuted eight months ago. It has 1.7K likes. It has eight and a half thousand dislikes. So it got obliterated. All right. This current video has a little under the view count. That thing only has 90,000 views. The new video has about 80,000 views and the like ratio is right down the middle. So for me, for me, it's and, and how many likes is that? It's 7,000 likes total and that thing has 10,000 likes total. So it's a very similar like total count. 7,000 versus 10,000. It's a very similar like total count and it it's 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 faring better now i'm not telling you that means the game's going to be a success i'm just saying they might have made the right decision they go quiet they go heads down they don't let anybody see the game for a while and the anger and the you know everybody go, i guarantee you a ton of those dislikes on that first video everybody just went there to dislike it it was like whenever we had like the most disliked video ever with that call of duty video way back when that was like a couple of years ago. People people feel like, oh, I'm part of it now. I'm part of hating on this game now. You know, it's it's like it almost has like a virality to it. Where they they feel like they're part of the, you know, the hate campaign or whatever. You know, they're able to they're able to go throw in and 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 make fun of it and ha ha ha. Like I feel like there's almost a virality to it. So a lot of the times I feel like when a video like that gets absolutely obliterated you know this guy says it went from this could be bad to okay it's garbage we can all admit it now yeah I disagree I disagree I feel like the like ratio is proof that people people are warming up to it or or, or changing their mind I'm way behind but if you watch the clip he uses his boomerang for melee I think people were misunderstanding what I was saying I wasn't saying yes there's a headphone jack on the portal um does the portal use an ad hoc 2.4 or 5 gigahertz network? <laughs> um, I think that 
people misunderstood what I was saying. I wasn't saying that they don't have melee weapons. It's that the melee weapons are not central to the character. The video on PlayStation channel is 10k up, 12k down. See? That's much better than last time. That's a 50-50 split. That tells me that people are warming up to it, or people are like, this actually looks pretty good. Now again, there's lots of people that don't like it. It's As I said in the show open, it's a polarizing game. People are split. You know, there are people that are going to like this game just because they think Harley Quinn's hot. There are people that are going to like this game just because they want to play as King Shark. There are people that are going to like this game just because it's DC and they get to run around and do stuff. Like, they just, they're like, oh, this is fun. You know, we got into a big debate yesterday about the, the latest run of Marvel shows and Marvel movies and they're hit or miss. And I said, listen, I, I'm, I'm a man of simple tastes. If you make a good well-produced, well-written show in the Marvel Universe, I'll watch it and have a good time, okay? It. I think there's a lot of people like that with video games like this. They're like, yeah, dude, it's DC. Let's go. <clears throat> there were people like that with Gotham Knights. Because boomerangs are melee weapons. Makes sense. Right? Like, you're I'm, You're making a joke, are you not? Like, boomerangs are not melee weapons. They're, they're, they're weapons that you throw. <laughs> anyway. <clears throat> um, do we know anything about how co-op will work yet will you be able to match into a lobby with four king sharks they, sa- they, they said that in the discussion didn't they I think they said that yes you can do that um, they did they did they answered this in a question a while ago kill the justice league four king sharks um, hang on. I swear they did an interview where they talked about this. Where they said, if that's what somebody wants to do, that's totally fine. I swear this was a question. Um, this is so hard to read. Uh, pre-order bonuses. What are the playable characters, actors voicing, uh, Arkham, can players customize their character, multiplayer, can players swap between characters, you can gravitate towards it, but they switch characters whenever they are outside of active combat, can players go through the entire game as the same character, yes, is it full solo co-op, yes, the full game is playable solo or with up to four players, uh, internet connection, the game supports full cross-platform and cross-progression play for online co-op. That's about Flintlock. Um, I'm try- I swear they answered this. I swear they answered this in an interview. And I can't remember which way they answered it. It was like somebody asked, Hey, if, if we all want to play as King Shark, can we? That is that Flintlock. Yeah, that's the game that kind of looked inspired by um, uh, God of War a little bit. Let's see if it details it in this interview. Um, Okay, you have bots that take over. Wait, wait, wait. Is this an interview? Yeah, it'll be one of four player. You can switch between the characters if you please. Where is this interview? They're referencing an interview. You just answered it? 
I didn't answer it. I'm looking for the answer. I've the, the answer is not on their website. I swear to you, I remember reading an interview where they talked about could you play with like four King Sharks or four Harley Quinns. Thank you so much, Raptor, for eight months of memberships and a VIP. This game's going to be better than Starfield. Shut up. Change my mind. Love you, Lono. Keep up the great content. Thank you very much. We are 11 out of 25 on the gifted members, guys. Every 25, I give five. We have about an hour. And wait, is it in the PlayStation blog that talked about it? Let's see if they talk about it here in the, in the PlayStation blog. Go deeper. Okay, it's the biggest map yet. Wait, this is the most recent blog. Didn't they just publish this one? No, that's in this is this is February of this year. Yeah. Can't freaking find it. I This is an I think it's a good question. Um The release date? The release date is what? February? To be honest, I do remember hearing something about allowing four players to play as any character so you could play with four Harley Quinns. How will co-op work? Let's see if we can just find an interview about that. Let's see. Um, everything we know so far. Multiplayer co-op in the new trailer. Usually we are really fast to find these answers out and I think the problem is right now all of the new articles are about stuff that just happened. So we it's hard to find the old interviews. I always struggle with this whenever I go to Google and I'm like, "Okay, I know there was an interview. I can't quite remember how it was phrased." Um Usually somebody in Discord finds it by now, but nobody in Discord has found it yet. I swear it said four king sharks if you want, or something like that. Maybe I shouldn't use the number four. Maybe I should spell it out. I can't I can't find it. I'm honestly just ticked that we got boomerangs that don't boomerang instead of some nunchucks. Well, if you want nunchucks, you need a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles game. Attack of the Fanboy from February says no. You have to play as one of the four. Okay, Super Gaming found it. Okay. Okay, you do have to play as one of the four. <laughs> Unless they change their mind, I might be remembering an an an, epi- an interview where they changed their mind on that. I, I don't know. Um, or maybe they were saying, no, we didn't want this idea of like four king sharks running around. Um, maybe they maybe they push back against that notion. Yeah, all of the articles are about it's co-op, it's live service, which characters they're outlining Harley Quinn, Deadshot, King Shark, Captain Boomerang, the villains. Yeah, even this very lengthy PC gamer everything we know, they don't say. How would four King Sharks work in uh, in a cutscene? Right, right, and maybe that's because maybe they made the decision because again 
they talk about in the early in the earlier portions of this trailer they talk about how this is a really story focused game which i really wasn't expecting them to really focus on that they also said in this trailer in this video this series that they're starting they said that it is got the most cinematics of any game they've ever made and i i i think that's that's surprising okay alapark found it Similar to Gotham Knights, Kill the Justice League has four playable characters. You can play as any character you'd like in online co-op. You and three friends can play, but call your main quick because you can't all be Harley Quinn. Yeah. Yeah, Attack of the Fanboy from that article. And that was in February. I would imagine um, I would imagine that that's, that's not going to be I don't think that's going to be like a deal breaker for people, but I do think you are going to have people fighting, you know, over there are going to be people fighting over like different characters. I think the concern would be is if you've really invested and you love playing with King Shark and you have a bunch of loot for him and then you go to play with your buddy who also really likes King Shark, like what's that going to look like? Let's say you give in, you're like, that's fine. You know, I'll I'll play as I'll play as Deadshot. Well, you're not going to have your. I'm assuming that you wouldn't then have like all the specific loot and gear and everything for Deadshot. You'd be sitting there thinking, oh, well, what do we want to? That that I think is going to be the main rub. Is you're almost going to have to have separate saves. Like you're going to have to have the save where you play by yourself, and maybe a save where you play with your buddies, so that you all intentionally pick different characters. So as those characters level up and you're adding to their arsenal and you're adding to their loadout, you're not like feeling like, well, when I play with my boys, I, I, I can't play with any of my stuff. I got to put my character down. Maybe like Overwatch where people have to leave some, you have to, yeah, people leave when someone takes your character, right? It looks like a basic looter shooter. I don't think it looks like a basic looter shooter. I think it looks really, really heavy on the action. A lot of abilities, a lot of fun traversal, a lot of quick, fluid movements. So, you know, I can see, again, I can see why people wouldn't play it. I, I'm not going to try to convince anybody to play this game. I just think it looks like a fun romp. I don't need every game to be God of War Ragnarok. I don't need every game to be, you know, Spider-Man 2. There's so many big, huge, successful games this year. I don't need every game to be a triple-A single-player blockbuster. I'm glad we get so many of them. We have 11 out of the top 20 games sold this year. So the top 20 games that have sold the most this year, 11 of them are single-player games. So more than half of the biggest games sold this year are single-player. And I hope that has an impact on the industry. I hope a lot of the developers and publishers out there that are trying to chase this always online multiplayer thing I hope they realize they don't have to do that I hope there are developers right now like Arcane when Arcane was like we don't want to build Redfall I hope there are developers right now going to the to the management and the leadership and saying look, look at how many games were successful this year and made tons of money and they were just single player like we don't need to do this you know we do not need to give in to these tropes now, I don't think that means that, that Kill the Justice League can't be fun. I think it can be a good time. I think it can be a, a good game for what it sets out to be. 
but I do think there's going to be a ton of people that just say no thank you they don't even touch it remember way back when they said single player games were dying I don't know who said that or why they said that I don't even know if anybody did say that did anybody actually say that single player games are dying like was that ever uttered or was there something said that was interpreted as that what percentage of the games released were single player versus online multiplayer well but that's not the question the question is what were the most successful games because what that does is that proves you can make a ton of money you can be a top charting game without leaning into multiplayer live service ongoing tropes Bill Spencer said it EA said that EA okay hang on I don't think Phil Spencer said that that sounds ridiculous EA says single player games are dying. One of EA's most infamous snubs against solo titles came in 2010 when the then president of EA Games said single player games were finished, adding that multiplayer and online services were the future of the industry. Okay, no, yeah, somebody actually did say it. Yeah. He was 100% wrong. That was 13 years ago. Said that single-player games are finished. And dead wrong. Not even remotely close to being... Well, you know, I will say... He wasn't wasn't entirely wrong. I think he was right in seeing that multiplayer and online services were the future in the industry. Like, this is where things are going. I don't think he was wrong in that prediction. I just think he was creating a false split where, well, because multiplayer and online services are going to rise in prominence, single-player games are finished. And it's like, no, both can coexist. You know? I think, I just think he, I think he just jumped too far in his prediction to think that like, well, yeah, because this trend is going to continue, that means that single player games are finished. And it's like, not necessarily. And that was something I was trying to stress earlier in, in, in the discussion was, you know, this game is overrated or that game's overrated. And I was like, but that just means it's popular and you don't like it. There's so many games that do really, really well and make tons of money and like you would never touch them. Wasn't that the guy who was just fired from that game engine? Oh, is that the same guy that just got fired from Unity? EA proclaims the death of the single player game. What What's his name? EA single player games were finished. Okay. What's his? Did they say his name in this article? Let's 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 narrow the search. E A. Uh, and we'll do our finished president. E A, president, single player, games, finished. It's the same guy that just got run out of Unity. That's freaking fantastic. EA, single-player games are finished. No, I think you guys have it wrong. I think you guys have it wrong. This guy's name is Frank Gabot. This is why I always search it. Speaking to develop EA Games label president Frank Gabot discussed the company's new model, which includes shying away from offline single-player games. It's a different person. 
This guy's name is Frank Gabo. I think that model is finished. He says, We're very comfortable moving the discussion towards how we make connected gameplay, be it cooperative or multiplayer or online services, as opposed to fire and forget, package goods only, single player, 25 hours, and you're out. I think that model is finished. Online is where the innovation and the action is at. This guy's name is Frank Gibbo. He was the EA Games label president. Now, here's the thing. Here's the thing. There's elements to what he's saying that is not inherently wrong. Listen to what he says. Fire and forget, packaged goods only, single player, 25 hours and you're out. Even a lot of the single player games that are launching are trying to not fall prey to what he just described. They don't want to be 25 hours and you're out. They don't want to be fire and forget. Now, yes, we're celebrating games like AC Mirage and Spider-Man 2 for being very approachable games. Like, if you want to do every possible thing, they're in the 20 to 30 hour range if you want to, like, platinum them. And there are people that were celebrating that. They're like, my gosh, so many bloated games recently. Well, the reason people were celebrating that is precisely what he was getting at. A lot of the industry leaned away from that. They wanted games where you were in them for a long time, had additive content, had DLC, had vanity items or microtransactions of some sort. So he's not necessarily incorrect in his prediction. It's like this is going to start to take over. It's going to this is finished. Now, I think this year sends a loud and clear message that no, this is the year of the comeback. This is the year of the single player comeback. Like no, you can have a really big successful single player game and that's it. You buy it and that's all. Nothing else is coming. Or there might be DLC later, but in general, you can enjoy those 11 games that launched this year. You can just enjoy them and then put them down. That's it. That's over. Let's be honest. No one will talk about Spider-Man 2 in two months' time. Who cares about that? No one, no one will talk about a lot of games in two months' time. Is that the determination of a game's success? Are we all sitting around talking about you know, God of War Ragnarok? Are we all sitting around talking about uh, Forza Horizon? No, but they were successful games that sold very well. Forza Horizon did very well commercially. God of War Ragnarok did very well commercially. We're not talking about them right now. You're just simply describing the reality of life. You're not making a poignant point about like, well, it's not successful or it didn't do well just because we stopped talking about it. Baldur's Gate 3 is not 20 hours one and done game. Nobody said it was. Nobody said it was, but you can still make a ton of money. There it is. Let's be honest. Yeah, the let's be honest. Yeah. (laughs) If you don't say what I'm saying, you're not being honest. Like, okay. You, You can sell a game and then no one's talking about it a year later. And that's not a problem. You know, some of the biggest movies in history, some of the biggest games in history a year later and people are on to something else. No one's talking about Diablo 4 anymore, and they've lost something like 93% of their player base. For live service games, it's essential. Oh, oh, oh no, I get I get that aspect, Josh, but that's not an indictment of a single-player game. It, it's not an indictment of a single-player game to be like, yeah, no one's talking about it anymore. Like, like, huh? 
people will be talking about Spider-Man 2 months from now. Plenty of ways you can compare other games to it. Also, I got the Platinum last night with the Portal. Nice, Solemn. Spider-Man 2 will be in the charts for the next 12 months. I think what he's saying is, is like videos, the conversation, the dialogue, like it will certainly fade to the background, even though it will continue to top the sales charts for sure. Like Elden Ring would be a good example. Elden Ring is still on the charts. It's still selling incredibly well, but there's not like a bunch of headlines and stories and Twitter threads and YouTube videos. It's not like a front burner topic anymore. It's still one of the most successful games of our time. Elden Ring is is one of the single most successful games of our time, of our generation. And nobody's really front burner talking about it right now. No one's talking about Starfield. The thing that always drives me crazy about that conversation is they're like, oh, if Starfield isn't so great, then why are you all still talking about it? And it's like, because you're all whining that it didn't get a nomination. the xbox tax trended on twitter for a reason it's not because we're all like so obsessed and concerned with it like i literally took like a 20 day break from talking about starfield and then when i talk about it i gotta hear that from people oh but you're still talking about it what do you mean i took almost a month break from talking about it i i i I cared nothing to i had nothing to say about it i had moved on and then when the game awards comes out it becomes this big center point of conversation that doesn't mean that the game is relevant it has less players than Skyrim right now on Steam like that doesn't mean it's a relevant game just because it's becoming a poignant point of the conversation of like well it didn't get nominated like is Hogwarts Legacy like a super duper relevant title well I guess it is because it just landed on Switch that's a bad example is Final Fantasy 16 hyper relevant right now? Because a lot of Final Fantasy fans are upset and they feel it got snubbed. No, nobody. No, that, that's that's the point that I'm making. Like nobody, nobody is going to talk about games for forever. Every game is going to fade into the background. That is the life cycle of entertainment. In the entertainment business, like if you're making a YouTube channel or you want to be like a streamer or a commentator, you're living off of vapor. You are living off of vapor. It's one of the frustrations that we go through as variety content creators is something is like, hey, everybody cares about it. And then like a mist, like a couple of days later, nobody cares. That's just the nature of the entertainment business. It's always the next thing. You know, it's always the next thing. It's always the next red hot topic or the next relevant, you know, game or update or controversy or announcement. Always that way. It always has been that way. When I primarily covered one game and I would and I would go to play another game. You know, I remember. I remember, you know, I was primarily covering Destiny and then I remember when Red Dead Redemption 2 came out. And about two weeks after it came out, nobody was watching it. You know, streams die, directory dies, nobody's watching it. Why? Relevancy dies. That was one of the greatest games of that time. It still is an impressive game. Red Dead Redemption 2 is just very, very impressive. And, but but the public just quickly moves on. On to the next thing. It's attention, attention spans are short. There's always a new 
firework blowing up in the sky and you're like whoa that was so pretty did you guys see that and then you look up and it's gone and then something else takes its place I don't necessarily think that if a single player game comes out you know those 11 games you know the Dead Space remake I know was up there uh, Starfield was up there Spider-Man 2 was up there if those games are up there and in 6 months they're being talked about less that's not an indictment of those games it just means that the conversation has moved on to other stuff Like, none of us were talking about this game uh, a week ago. But right now, it's a relevant topic. They just pushed out this video. We've got all this new information. We've got all this new gameplay. And then in a week, it'll be back into the background again until they do another video. Kelly with six months says, Rocksteady and Naughty Dog are in similar boats. I can't name a AAA third-person narrative cinematic-driven live multiplayer game. Could be witnessing a trailblaze. Well, I concluded, and you guys can weigh you guys can weigh in on this because I'm kind of curious what the chat thinks. I concluded at the end that I actually don't know if they're going to jump through the live service ring of fire. I don't know if they can, but if they do, I think it'll be a step toward what I was talking about yesterday with Avatar: Frontiers of Pandora. I think that if you want an ongoing model, if you want to have a live service model, you need to focus on being content driven and not engagement driven. What I mean is, is when you focus on being engagement driven, you're going to focus on all the things that people are just tired of. Well, we got to throw in a battle pass. We got to do like weekly events. We got to give them daily and weekly check boxes. Why? Well, we're focused on engagement. We need them to come back. Look at the way that Halo Infinite launched. So much of the way they structured their battle pass, how you advanced it, and the things that you needed to do, what was it focused on? Was it focused on content, or was it focused on engagement? It was focused on engagement. We're going to limit how much you can progress so that you come back every day. The minute you focus on engagement, you're going to make those types of decisions that are antithetical to long-tail engagement from the player. They're like, I I feel like you're trying to manipulate me. I feel like you're trying to force me back in. I feel like you're wearing me out. I feel like you're wringing me out. And so a content-driven model would be more focused on spacing things out. It's okay if players take a break. It's okay if players take time off from your game and you win them back with substantive content I think this year proves that you can win people's attention with substantive content you don't need this you gotta play this you can't stop playing you gotta come back and do your dailies you gotta come back and check the boxes you gotta come back and play this event I don't necessarily think you need to do that anymore I think this year proved people will be like no we, we respond the content. So you could basically say, and I think Avatar might do this, hey, in, in eight months, there's going to be a new story pack for you to play. Well, if you really enjoyed the game and you see that story pack in the storefront, or maybe you bought it, maybe you pre-ordered the season pass, you come back and you play and you enjoy it, and then you're free to put the game down again. I mean, I did that with Ikishima in Ghost of Tsushima. Like, oh man, I'm coming back to the game. I want to see what this is all about. You know? And can they do that with a game like this? Can they get people to come back 
in the future to be like, hey, a new thing happened in the city. There's new loot to chase, new things to get, new levels to hit. I don't know. I don't know how you do it, but I'm I'm convinced that if you do content focused as opposed to engagement focused, I think you can win. I'm gonna keep I'm gonna keep banging on that drum. I think that's the next phase of the evolution of the live service game of the ongoing game. I remember people being on Twitter like Hogwarts Legacy doesn't get talked about anymore and didn't get any nominations as if it's some sort of own on the game. Yeah, it's not an own. It's just the natural way of things. A lot of games don't respect your time and they try to apply FOMO way too much. They're more focused on getting you to come back than focusing on the content itself. Does that make sense? I remember whenever that conversation would come up in in conversations about like the the content model like in Destiny that would that would, that would very commonly come up you know and I remember that being the frustration with people is people were saying things like well you know I just don't feel like I can take a break or I feel like, you know, I feel like all they're focused on is the microtransactions of the Eververse. Now, sometimes that might have been truer than others, and sometimes it might have been false. Like, sometimes people were overreacting. But I do think there is that sense of, this game just won't let me go. You know, it won't let me take a break. I remember, I remember people at the company being like, you're allowed to take a break from this game. <clears throat> so some of that is self-inflicted. You know, some of that self-inflicted. The idea that I can't stop playing, I can't take a break, right? This this sort of self-inflicted compulsion to keep playing or to not to not take breaks. I do I do think oftentimes people criticize the game for that and it's like well you could take a break you you could relax and play something else does that make sense and here's the thing <clears throat> I think if you set up your structure I think if you set up your structure to almost maybe not encourage that but if you set up your structure in your game to where that's the expectation from the player, the expectation from the player is, I'm done. I have checked boxes, leveled, got the loot, whatever. I'm done. They have content coming in a couple of months, and they disengage from your game and they stop playing. I think a couple of things happen when you do that. Number one, they have an opportunity to go play other games and sort of like you know, shake off the shake off the muscle memory and you know and play and play something else. And then when they come back, it's gonna feel fresh again. It's gonna feel fun again. You've all been through that, right? You've been through that like, well I just took a break from this game for a long time and then you know you come back from vacation or something and it just feels fresh. It just feels new. It just feels like, hey man, this is this I'm glad I took that break, man. This game this game feels like it's got like a fresh coat of paint on it, you know? Once you can't win no matter what they do, they tried it both ways, where once you get the gun, you're done. 
you don't have to play anymore. People complain about that. Now they complain about FOMO. I would say that those were two extremes and there's probably like a happy medium, right? I think you're onto something, Jay Wright, but I think if the pendulum swings too sharp, like there's always that happy middle ground. It's like, well, yeah, I mean, with static rolls, it was one and done. Got the gun done. Got the gun done. Got the gun done. And then there is the alternative, which is you're never going to get the gun you want. You're never going to get the version that you want. The odds, the chances, the drop rates, whatever, are super, super, super low. Super low. Okay. Every person that has decided to talk about something that is not even remotely on topic is all going to get put in a little three-minute timeout. I need you guys to chill. You're getting on, like, super serious social topics. I'm not engaging with you at all. If you want to come here, engage with chat, and engage with me, do it. But you guys are doing this weird sidebar thing. I always find that suspicious. You're not talking to me. You're not talking to other people in chat. Names I don't recognize are like blowing, like coming to blows over super serious topics. It's very suspicious. That doesn't seem like a genuine conversation based on anything we've talked about today. So you guys need to sit in timeout. If you want to be here and you want to be a part of the conversation, the timeout will eventually go away and you can talk. But I'm always very suspicious when I see names that I do not recognize just hammering away at each other over a super serious topic that has nothing to do with Kill the Justice League. I feel it, uh, FF Ever Crisis. The second I stopped playing it all the time, I never got even close to finishing the events. Right, you don't want somebody to feel like if they take a break from your game, coming back is too hard. That's the other problem, is a lot of these focuses on, like, gotta keep people in the funnel, gotta keep people engaged, then if you take a break from the game and you come back, you're like, dude, I, I'm behind on everything. And then that's going to cause them to just leave entirely. Maybe a perspective from the other side. They think casuals have only a short time to play, so they add activities that you can complete in a short time, like dailies, ETC. I don't necessarily disagree with that, Lyle. I think this is the second time you've done that. You bring a good other side perspective. I appreciate that. I think that's a good word. What if the problem is that a hierarchy of activities like that is lost on the hardcore player and they think they're supposed to do all of it? What changed? I missed the opening. Fundamentally, nothing changed, Thrifty, but I do think that the gameplay is showing us more nuance to the gameplay, more of the action, more of the interweaving of abilities in Melee, so it's not just fly around and do shooties. I I do think this showcase is better. I do think they're attempting to say, listen, you got abilities, you've got some you got some things you can do that isn't just like, eh, run around and shoot. Like they're really doing a good interweaving of of the abilities. And here they show the counter shot. The lightning will pop up right there, boom. That's them reimagining the counter system from like the Arkham games. Uh that's you know who's biggest problem catering to tryhard streamers so much they keep pumping out content that takes forever and barely gives rewards no offense intended to you none taken I barely played the game in my final years 
I would grind it for a week and then coast. I couldn't do it anymore. Jelly says, Lono, can you think of another studio doing what Rocksteady is doing with regard to cinematics? Most live games don't have their pedigree of cinematics. Usually becomes a slideshow. Well, right, and they said that they they said, hang on, there was some there was a good one right there. Let me back it up. They said that there's more cinematics in this game than any game they've ever made. They also said the city is twice as large as Arkham in Arkham's in Arkham Knight. Give up the great work. Appreciate that, Lyle. Like, you know what I mean? Could we get Lyle a membership? How long how long have you been here? I feel like you should have one by now. Let's get some members going, guys. Let's get that 25. We got about a half an hour before we go to my portal video. I do have a video on the PlayStation Portal, my first impressions. I showcase it, camera down on it with the cap card on the PS5. You can see the side-by-side of me doing a duel in Ghost of Tsushima as well as traversal and combat in Spidey. We need like 10 more members roughly to hit 25. We've not missed that for over a year now. Let's keep it going. Then I have to give five. Let's get some of these people in here that have been loyal today joining the conversation. We got people like Nitro Fusion and Lyle uh, that I would love to see pulled into the member pool. I need characters that don't use guns in the comics to not have guns here. You aren't going to get it. It, it literally, since the press release in August of 2020, has been described as an action shooter. The Daily Grind gifts one. Thank you so much, Daily Grind. He's like, I'll kick it off. Let's get some people in the funnel here. Gets us about halfway there, and it goes to Peter. Thank you so much, Daily Grind. Let's keep it going. Yeah, I mean, in August of 2020, so three years ago, Thrifty, they said, yeah, it's going to be an action shooter. That's why I think when the gameplay first debuted, I was like, I don't understand why everybody's upset. They told it, they told us what it was going to be. Like Four-player co-op action shooter. You know? Not necessary. Appreciate the shout-outs. I like to have thoughtful people in the member pool because then you can come to the debriefs. You're asking for an actual like one? Well, okay, so in this video, Thrifty, they establish story elements to make sense of why they're using guns. They're basically told by the people that send them in there, you're going to need an arsenal of special weapons here because you're going up against the Justice League, and that's what Cobblepot is for. So we are running around with guns, but it's not going to be like, yeah, these are just, you know, these are like guns from Call of Duty. You got an M16 and, you know, and I've got a pump shotgun. Like, you start with weapons like that, but it seems like they're going to go more towards the route of, no, you need you need specialized weapons. And I know it's still going to be a gun at the end of the day, but they're at least attempting to create an environment where it makes sense why King Shark is like, I need more than my knives and my cleaver. Like, I need to actually have some pretty strong weaponry here. I need an arsenal. Lots of people talk about how live service games die, which is why they're pessimistic. But Rumbleverse wasn't made by... Uh, a studio like Rocksteady. The budget, the experience, we're in new ground. That's a fair point, Shelley, but I think people would push back on what you're saying and say, well, look at Redfall. Arcane had a great history, and Redfall tried to do multiplayer, and it failed, right? And they would say, look at Avengers. Avengers is great property, and that game failed as a live service. Anthem was made by BioWare. You had EA money behind Anthem. That game failed. 
I think everybody would be, I think they would be right to push back on what you're saying and being like, I don't know, man, a lot of money, a lot of studios and a lot of great IP wasn't enough for some of these games to get off the ground. A lot of them failed and died. You're not going to get that game. Warner Brothers will unlikely ever give us the Suicide Squad game that you want. I tend to agree with that. I don't think that's their, ouch, I don't think that's their focus. I don't think that's their focus. I think they made it clear their focus is they want to use their big IPs for more live service games. You know? I'm going to sound like an Xbox player, but this sounds like a perfect release for PS Premium Day 1. I don't know if I disagree with you. I feel like it's such a catch-22. Because I could see a game like this going free-to-play. But then free-to-play needs to be subsidized. And when you try to subsidize it, you're going to do all the things that people hate. Well, maybe not all the things that people hate, but the things that people are growing to hate. If you do this free-to-play or you throw it on a subservice, you got to subsidize that. So either PlayStation's writing a fat check or Xbox is writing a fat check or they just go free-to-play... And if they go free-to-play, which they're not, they're not doing that, if they go to -to free-to-play, then that's where all those things get turned up to 11. They've got to subsidize that. They've got to make money. So they're going to do a battle pass. They're going to do cosmetics. They're going to do a microtransaction store. It's dangerous to go alone. Take this. Show those Eversu's boss. He gives Link a, a, a gat. Redfall's getting update 3, an unrivaled sniper rifle, the Basilisk, balance changes to the Siphon and the Watchers, continued performance and stability improvements. Deli says, they didn't give us any context last showcase, and that shocked a lot of people, I guess. Now we have more context, which makes it more believable. So the thing that changed, it'd be context. I don't disagree with you, Shelly, and this video is performing better than the last one. This video is a 50-50 split. Let me show you. Let me switch the cap card here. So this video right now, if you look here, 3.4K likes, 3.4K dislikes. So it's split right down the middle. Okay. And I think, I think that's a handful of things. I think they did do a good job. This scene right here, I think just sets the tone of like, okay, cool. We're going to be in the Hall of Justice. That's going to be kind of our home base. We're going to get some cool traversal abilities from the Hall of Justice. Then we're going to go out in the city and we're going to need some weaponry. So then we're going to go get weapons. And I think the combat looks better in this one than the last time because it's not just literally flying and shooting. They're showing traversal. They're showing melees. They're showing abilities. They're showing all of it interwoven together. I think they did a better job with the packaging this time. That doesn't mean that people are suddenly going to like it, but I think it is packaged better. As a, as a showcase. Why do I feel the same people who would beg for free to play are the same people who would complain about battle passes and microtransactions? That's kind of where I was going, Eugene. It's like, as soon as they go free to play, they're going to have to do all the things that you're going to whine and moan about. They're going to do a battle pass. They're going to do skins. They're, like If they go free to play, what, how are they supposed to make their money? Maybe because that's the freeloader mentality, says Eugene. Are you going to buy the game if the story's good? I'm going to buy the game because it. I think it looks like a game that I would enjoy. Secondly, I'm going to buy the game so I can showcase it day one as a streamer. I would buy this game even if I wasn't a streamer. I would. 
I would buy this and play this with my wife, guaranteed. I know that we would I know we would couch co-op this up. I got two TVs, two PlayStation 5s. We would 100% run some couch co-op in this game. No doubt in my mind. That's not really couch co-op. That that's multiplayer. I don't think this does couch co-op. I believe you need to be internet only. Does this offer local co-op or not? I don't know if it does. Now that I'm saying that. Um kill the Justice League local co-op no co-op mode can only be played online with an internet connection i wanted to make sure i was right about that yeah no local but we we that's why i got two playstation 5s because i got so tired of cool games like this coming out and being like well they push the graphics and performance so they can't do they can't do local split like that's just too hard to do when you know when the game looks like this you're not you're not going to be able to do local split screen you're just not going to be able to there's just too much going on but I 100% would buy this game to play with my wife I would I would guys in about 15 minutes we are going to be going to my premiere about the PlayStation Portal I showcase it live on camera and capture the gameplay on my PlayStation 5 can we get 25 more likes and we need like 12 more gifted members. I'm going to get everything set up for us in 15 minutes. And then if we hit 25, I have to give five. It's a great way for me to pay it forward and to say thank you. That's a great way for you to maybe get a membership. If you haven't hit like yet or chatted or hit subscribe, those are great ways to get involved and become a part of what we do here. You can get into our members only discord. You get to come to the members only debrief. You get to sample a lot of extra content. And if you like it, there's even more beyond that uh let's playstation portal impressions debrief we will debrief after uh the playstation portal uh marvel's spider-man 2 i'll put this in that category because that is what we are playing well that's one of the things we're playing i play that and ghost of tsushima in the uh, in the video, they're going to live service. So did they say that microtransactions are not a thing? Because of that, is the case? I will buy the game just to support a dev. Not putting microtransactions in the game. They're going to live service. So did they say microtransactions are not a thing? What's going on, Rifty? Did you mean to do that, or is YouTube freaking out? YouTube's freaking out. Yeah, it posted all of his stuff twice. I don't think. If you do a live service game that costs money out of the gate, okay, I I don't think that that means you can't do microtransactions. Again, like, I don't know how people expect them to, like, how do you expect them to... Mon- to, to like subsidize the game or to or to get the game you know to continue to be supported or whatever and here's the thing here's the thing if you're like well I don't care about that okay then buy the game and play the vanilla version then put it down and be quiet and let everybody else play the game in peace right if you don't want it to be live service if you don't want to support live service or buy microtransactions fine then don't buy the game, play the vanilla version of the game, play the campaign, and then put it down. Either YouTube got him or he's too much coffee. That had to be YouTube. There's no way he was... You couldn't even copy-paste as fast as that happened. There's no There's no way. It had to be YouTube doing a doubling. That, that sometimes happens. That doubling. We've had that doubling glitch 
uh, before. All right, set up the premiere. Redirect to there. Save. And tomorrow's the 17th, schedule it. Take the PS portal outside your house. I took it around my house, and I'll answer your guys' questions about how it performed like at the kitchen table and stuff. However, I won't be able to give you the full review until I'm going to take it to Ohio next week. I'm going to have my PlayStation back here, plugged into the internet, and on rest mode. And yes, since I'm not a an ignoramus, I have my PlayStation 5 plugged in into directly into the router like doing double Wi-Fi I don't don't know why anybody thought that that would work well people just self-report on their own ignorance sometimes if you can't have your PlayStation 5 hardwired in I would not buy the portal you're probably not going to have a good experience it's not designed for that you need your PlayStation 5 to have the absolute best and fastest and most stable connection and Wi-Fi is not it and sometimes people don't even know their PlayStation 5 is on Wi-Fi. Mine would always default to the Wi-Fi. I would literally have the LAN cable plugged in and it would still grab the Wi-Fi first. So I had to go in and just tell it to forget the network because I got tired of going in and saying, no, use the wired LAN. I just was like, this is ridiculous. So if you can't have your PlayStation 5 hardwired in, then I would not buy the portal. It's going to dramatically affect your experience. What happens if your PlayStation 5 is in rest mode and they're gone and a thunderstorm uh, thunderstorm happens and shuts it off? I'm going to have mine in my office. That's actually a good point. I'm going to have my mine in the office on the battery backup just in case that happens. So. Unless you have a baller home network. Even if your home network is really good, I don't know why you would add an extra layer of potential latency. Marshmallow jumps back in as a VIP. Welcome back. We need 13 more members to hit the 25, and then I'll get five during the premiere. You guys have 12 minutes to do that. Make sure you've smashed the like button as well. We're kind of landing the plane here on the discussion. 17 more likes on the video. Let's hit 300 likes. I'm back as a member. Welcome back, Marshmallow. Glad to have you back. It's usable on Wi-Fi, but not amazing. I hardwired and I still have had issues. Yeah, I've had little micro stutters and stuff for sure. Yeah, it's unavoidable. Like you're you're remoting into another device. Cloud gaming, you're gonna have the same experience. I've cloud games some stream uh, games. I've streamed some games, and you'll have periodic little hiccups. You'll have periodic little stutters. I. It's just that's the nature of what you're doing. It's you're not playing on on something native. You're not. I've noticed mine defaulting to Wi-Fi. Got to go check now. Yeah, it'll almost always default to Wi-Fi unless you forget the network. Mine did it all the time. Why is your PSN router not on a battery backup would be my answer to the thunderstorm. Well, my battery backups are in the office and the modems and routers are all on the battery backups. Often my PlayStation's in the living room in a plugged into a surge protector but not a battery backup do most folks have battery backups uh maybe not i mean it is nice to have especially for your computers you know 
I wish that hardware acted like a totally portable console. Physical design's amazing. A totally portable console would be with that kind of power would be heavy, cumbersome, battery life would be terrible, it would be really expensive, it would be like $500. There's no way. If you want it to perform like a PS5. Keep up the good content, says Shelly. I'll be on Island Optimistic about these AAA live service games coming next year. We'll see if it backfires. Um... People still don't understand how Wi-Fi interference works because you have so many signal receiving and transmitting devices in your home. It's best to have mesh with dedicated channels or plugged. Yeah, I've got mesh in my home, but I still would never put my console on Wi-Fi and then think I can remote into it and have a good experience. Like, that's just... I'm not trying to insult anybody, but that just seems really dumb. Everything we've known for the past how long, why would you think that's a good idea? Technically, Wi-Fi 6E would be more than enough for completely wireless streaming, but PS5 only supports Wi-Fi 6, and the portal only does Wi-Fi 5. Right, and again, the issue would be, though, even if you go all the way up to the best possible Wi-Fi on the market right now, you're still running the risk of issues. Wi-Fi isn't perfect. Like, even plugged in, it's not going to be perfect. You know? For cloud gaming and streaming to work, it's a must to optimize your network. Right. All right, guys, nine minutes. I'm going to redirect you to this video. We need 13 members. We have not lost this streak in over a year. And if we lose it today, we'll start over. We'll reset the clock. I got to get five members for every 25. I will do it during the premiere. We're going to a premiere about the PlayStation Portal. I put the camera in the ceiling. And then I also capture carded my PlayStation 5 so you can see exactly how uh, how accurate or how well I'm able to play and then compare it to what you're seeing on the portal screen. We're going to be going there in eight minutes. Welcome back, Niz Ra, with six months of membership. Thanks for half a year of membership. Could you use the portal to play co-op Baldur's Gate? I do not think so. I believe it takes it completely takes over the PlayStation. I don't even think you can use the co-pilot feature. I don't even know if you can use the co-pilot feature where like two controllers are, are, are able to control like one... Um, one uh, character. I've done that with like my 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 boy, my son, and Spider Man. Cardock Ren throws in and says, "Come on, guys, let's not lose our streak." Takes us to seventeen, and another five from Parasito takes us to twenty-two. There it is, right on the doorstep. The streak is still well within reach. If you guys got to give the membership from Cardock Ren or Parasito, make sure and say. Thank you to them. This is a great time to scramble on Gifteds. It's at the end of the stream. We have the most loyal viewers at this point. The very committed core group is still here. It cannot be used as another controller. Yeah, it takes completely over. It, like you can't, you can't do anything on the PlayStation Five traditionally, which is interesting because I could still see on the readout that my controller that was connected to the PlayStation Five had full battery. I thought that was interesting. I was like, oh, it's still connected to the controller. That's weird. And a single from Jay Wright gets us one step closer. And a single from Angry Pete. That's 24. And a 5 from Cat Uncle Texas is 29. And 30! 30 members right there tempting a 20 bomb to 50. You guys set it up oh so nicely, taking us exactly to 30 members. I now owe you five members. I will do that during the premiere of this portal. Thank you guys. The streak is alive. And then we might, we might, I don't know. I don't know if any of the big boys are lurking in the shadows. You guys just laid it up really nicely. 
It's a really nice score. 30 out of 50. Mm. Uh, Ripped Brand Ambassador. Let your social audience know about our sales. Okay. The entire store is going to be 33% off for Black Friday. Okay. I think I'll use my code then. Streak. The streak is alive. We will be going to this portal video in six minutes. Thank you guys very much. Let me make sure that redirect is set up. It is. <clears throat> I'm going to order a new batch of ripped apparel uh, shirts, and you can always come back to my videos and use my, I believe, is the ripped apparel link below in the description of this video? It might not be. It's not. We need to add that. Um, you can always use that link. It gives me credit, and then they're going to be doing a big sale. So I'll try to remember to promote that in the Discord or on Twitter when that's happening. I'll provide you guys a link. They're going to do a big sale on Black Friday. They sent me another, another uh, like, they send you basically an allotment of money to spend on the website. I'll wait until they're having their sale and make, maybe get more shirts than originally. I, I waited too long to do it. Now if I do it, they're going to show up while I'm gone. Yeah, it's, it's got to be, you got to go into the settings and also make sure that it stays online in rest mode. That's There's two features you have to turn on to ensure that you're able to basically turn on the PlayStation with the portal. What will we do one week, no Lono? I don't know. Watch my other channels that get uploads, maybe? As far as the internet, hardwire, or LAN settings, just go with what Lono said. Forget your Wi-Fi network and hardwire it. Make sure you change whatever network setting to default that yeah there's just no reason to add layers of potential latency like you have to remember what you're doing this is a fairly new concept at the commercial level at the consumer level this is a fairly new concept that like I'm gonna remote into my console and play games on it you need really really good consistent speeds to do that you know it reminds me of that skit where like Louis C.K. was on a plane and the Wi-Fi was turned on for the first time ever and then it went out and this guy got really mad. And he was like, you didn't even realize that you wanted this or could do this until five minutes ago. It's like, we need to remember, this is a brand new thing. Like, it's going to be, it's not going to be perfect. I'm impressed with how well it runs day one. I'm like, this is really good. Is the online rest mode just wake on LAN or is it low power active? I have no idea, Paris. It's just a setting that you check. You just go in and check a little thing. In three minutes, we're going to be going to a premiere about the PlayStation Portal. You can see me play the thing in action. I have the, I have a camera in the ceiling pointed right at the portal. I used a capture card on my PlayStation 5. You can do a side-by-side comparison. I do a dual in... Uh, I do a dual... In Ghost of Tsushima, it, it, I get him on the third try. I think it's a really good to show that I'm, I fail the duel a couple of times. It's the one that I beat first try in the member stream, hilariously enough. It takes me three tries, but it's good because you can see I'm able to adapt to his flurry, and I don't think you could do that if like it wasn't working well. There's no setting in the PS5 that disables online in rest mode. The setting is for allowing updates while in rest mode. The online is always on in rest mode just to allow updates and whatnot. No, there was a checkbox I had to go check that said uh, allow uh, online in rest mode or something like that. It specifically was, it was already checked, but you could uncheck it. 
it said something to that effect like my my device Corey, told me to go make sure that particular setting was turned on it was like go into the settings and make sure that it it is online while in rest mode that's a checkbox that you can disable if you want at least you can actually blame input lag now it does drop inputs it's infrequent but it does happen it happened in fall guys and it happened in Tsushima. I'll tell you guys my other experiments that I did in the debrief. That's a great reason to be a member. I'll, I'll hang out with members after this video, and I'll tell you, um, I'll tell you my experience upstairs in my house playing other games. Yes, there is an option for the PS5 to stay connected to the internet in rest mode. Yeah, the actual portal literally tells you what setting to go turn on, and that was one of the settings. Does the portal controller have all the same functions as the DualSense? It doesn't have the touchpad. You have to use the touchscreen of the portal, and you'll see in my video, I figure out how to get the map to come up in Spider-Man, because it doesn't tell you. you just I just kind of figured it out. So, in one minute, we're going to go over to this thing. I owe you guys five members. If you guys get a hankering for it and you want to bring more people with us to the member stream, we are 20 away from the next milestone. I honor that even in the premiere. So, if you guys go crazy and you get a bunch of members during the premiere, I will honor that. Right now, I owe you five. You could make me owe 10. I'm going to spam a link in chat, right? I'm going to spam a link in chat. You can click that link or ride the redirect. We're going to go over to this premiere. Guys, smash like on the way out. And when you get over this premiere, smash like over there. Let's go check out my, uh, my demo and first impressions of the PlayStation Portal.